Bandit bitch can't rap on a beat ass be fighting the beat ass bitch. God don't like ugly, and honestly, the Lord told me Himself in a dream that you snuck on earth. So the nerve to even call somebody else ugly or talk about a look is crazy. Because first off, you the type of nigga if you didn't even have a trickle of relevance, girls will say ill to you in the street. Like, don't touch me. Like, please be for real. Baby mom's done left you for a better and you want to go in there and try to bully somebody? So now, now not only are you a baby tooth bandit can't rap on a beat ass bitch, but you're also a lame? Go ahead. Oh, that's embarrassing. Like, honestly, that interview was so cringy to watch two grown ass men act like you don't have a mind of your own. The next nigga starts being weird towards somebody you start riding like mm. nothing gets under my skin like people that be trying to like be weird or do shit to that one person that don't bother nobody did y'all feel like y'all was finna get cool points for that like bitches finna see that and be like oh like ew it's giving little bro i love funny content i love funny feel good content so for somebody to make that and then y'all try to come and shit on them like it's just ew, like what a loser. That's so this interview ain't gonna be like that. I'm gonna tell you that much. We about to start off like this. Let's go. See, this is the shit I'll be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try this one now. Yeah, buddy, uh -huh. like a big shot. Got a nigga caught up off the turf, set the pit stop. You know what it is? This a big stop. When you hear that, this a big stuff. Yeah. You know that she can't slide. Whoa. Montana. You know that nigga ain't mine. You broke niggas can't hide. Don't catch you wobbling and dropping it and twerking for cash. Quitting and stingy with that bitch. You better throw out that bag. Goddamn, I'ma need a hand. I want them shits with the dip though. Some money I could spend. Yes, me with my men at. Nigga, I don't know. Say you wanna risk it all. I hope. You could never play with Nani. Mm, no, no, no. Said he like me more than his bitch. That's a yike moment for sure. You know 
know that nigga ain't mine. Lola Brooke, we see you. You broke niggas can't hide. You almost put it in the wrong hole. Two million hey, on my yo. neck, bitch, I'm stone cold. Right nigga, right back, she gon' slide. She gon' slide. Why would you, you start the bar off like that? I don't, I don't know. Like we ain't birth, you niggas. Feeling like Jerry Jones, man, I hate you niggas. Montana, South Beach, paying thousand for the steak. Why your niggas still taking home plates? French Ben style, fresh inside. Shorty hopped in the truck, gave me a paint job. Is the ass fat? Can she fuck good? She got her lips done so she could suck good. Those are two viable questions. Clock I appreciate that. This shit too easy. These fucking rap niggas be talking too easy. Let's crazy. go, Meek. Listen, Meek, I don't know what the fuck you be tweeting, but you going off any singles. Fuck Murder on my mind. I'm my man said, bring them back. Two bad bitches what trying to fuck about? all night. Heard we was in a club, he had to duck all night. Uh -huh. I told him, catch him at the let out, shoot his truck on sight. <laughs> niggas ain't got it. Niggas ain't got it. Rose go Richie, I don't need a rocket. Brand new bitch, what? Cause I don't need a drop it, niggas. This I ain't responding. I'm like, y'all ain't even popping. Cause we been mobbing, flying private, different islands. And I ain't lying, I got this money shit to a science. Got your baby mama in the Bahamas acting different, and she wildin'. All that 42 get turned like Duggin' up. All that cash, we get real slimy, talk like Duggin' up. Niggas say they fuck with us, but we don't fuck with them. My youngin' get that chopper turn to Andre, he start drumming them. Grew up in the projects, jumping on the roof. Mm. Garbage bag full of dollars, I could fund a movie. Young Jimmy IV, now the crime scene. Leave a nigga old team on them IVs. Point them out and put them on obituaries. Love a business either or it's only temporary. Cash City niggas never known as sympathetic. I'm about the money, you can miss me with your freaky fetish. Let's see if we can get it to go this time. Damn. That loading ain't a good sign. <laughs> All right, we, we going listen at the end of the at the end of the episode, y'all might get it. Oh wait, you a pro with it? Hey, don't stop, be a hoe with it. Back it up, don't stop, you a pro with it. Back it up, don't stop, be a hoe with it. Let's go. Yeah, it's a bust down. Back that ass up, money sound beat. Everybody keep at least a hundred round me. Pop a pussy on the yacht, fucking up South Beach. Yeah, in that bag in. Got a new floss, ain't fucking with no X men. Got a new ass to sit up like my wagon. Put your pussy lips on loud, I get your dollars. Nasty ass, freaky little bitch. Throw it in the circle on the split. Wanna see me do it on the dick? Plus I made six figures, I ain't even show my tits. Whoa. Don't stop, you a pro with it. Back it up, don't stop, be a hoe with it. Back it up, don't stop, you a pro with it. Yesterday, twice, it's not true. Back it up, don't stop. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. It is the kid XAB, and I am here with a special guest. Distinguished is on vacation um, with his girl, so he's not with us this week. But I'm going to have my special guests introduce themselves, and then we're going to get right into it. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> hello, everyone goes crazy. <laughs> I was waiting for your intro. <laughs> Listen, mm -mm. you set up the stage and then I'm going to go in. All right. Well. Set it up pretty and nice and I'm going to stand on it. My name is Kiana Tracy. Uh-huh. Hello there. Is that is that what we going with now? It's not key no more? It is key. Okay. Like, if we cool, it's key. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so when the show come back, is it key or Kiana? It's key. Okay. 
So y'all, y'all better say key when you see it in the street. <laughs> it's key. It's key. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What have you been up to? Ooh. Myself. Mm. Working on myself. That's the priority right now. Everything that makes me happy. That's, to me, that is layered. So what is, one, I have one question regarding what was the catalyst that made you feel like you had to work on yourself? And then what does working on yourself entail? Ooh, that's a juicy one. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, okay. Um, I went through a lot of life changes Mm -hmm. in the past, I guess, six months. Mm. Um, a lot of family things, relationship things that just did it for me. Okay. And, you know, at some point, sometimes in your life when like it feels like things are almost like falling apart, mm-hmm. they're really coming together. And then it's like you kind of have to release the control that you try to have over everything mm. and just do you. Right. Just do you. That's just where I was at with it. And the more that I tapped into that, it just made me feel so good. So it's like working out. Um, and that's top. That's that's a everyday thing for me. Working out, working on my brand, um, trying to execute some ideas, um, get back into my creative flow, all of that. Mm-hmm. That Those are the things that amp me up inside that makes me feel happy. And being available for my kids. Do you feel... Like you sacrifice that for some of the things that uh, you mentioned before, like where maybe family influences and relationship mm-hmm. influences stopping you from the creative mm-hmm. process. Absolutely. Um, definitely my relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, that not that it was all, all in a, a bad situation, right. but you know, sometimes, sometimes you lose it there's a lot that goes into it you know you lose that part of yourself a little bit you get a little caught up and then there's life there's work there's bills there's Mm -hmm. family issues like all of that in between where it kind of ends up being a little sacrifice Mm -hmm. and you don't really realize until shit hit the fan you know i think that's a great point and great perspective because Oftentimes, the creative process is one of the first things to go because, like, on one end, I could see family being like, this isn't bringing you money or this isn't bringing you X, Y, and Z. So you putting all this time and energy into it, uh, is it really worth it? And then on the opposite end of it, like, the inspiration goes away when certain things aren't in alignment. When you got bill after bill after bill, you might be more focused on that than focused on like what makes me happy and what allows me to express myself. So I think that that's a really, a really good perspective. And you say you ain't have an all man moment, but that sounds pretty all man moment is <laughs> to me. That's not like a good all man moment. Um, all right. Well, I have a full docket for you. Okay. We got a lot of conversation. This might be one of the longest episodes that we got it that had some bow ties, but I felt like these conversations they sprung up at the right time, and the last time we uh, connected, mm-hmm. I did your show. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to plug that real quick? Mm-hmm. Yes, we did that one. What's the name of it? 
Kickback with Key. Kickback with Key. Mm-hmm. Which will be coming back. We don't have a date yet. But coming back soon. Very soon. Okay. Very soon. Give them the premise of the show. Um, basically, it's really a kickback. Um, mm. There's a variety of topics that we can discuss. Um, I'm probably right now in more of a, a lane towards parenthood, being a mom, um, an entrepreneur, a working mom at that. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that in, in there. But there's also... Um, a little bit of like religion and mm. um, the universe we can discuss um, just life in general, mm-hmm. you know, where it can be related, not relatable, not just towards women, but men right. as well. You know, conversation oh, like that we that. Both could tap into. I like that. Listen, the show was fire when I was on there. I'm excited to see the, the rebrand and the re-release. Um, Me too. But yes, the last time we spoke, we had. A lot of perspective about relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of it was directed towards me. So now this is my get back. <laughs> this is going to be my get back, my lick back. Um, and we're going to really dive into your brain mm-hmm. and your understanding based off of a lot of the things that happened this week um, in media. So before we get into that, the intro was about G Herbo and the funny Marco um, interview that's not on the docket we're not going to talk too much about that but I do want to say it's interesting to me because if you've been around hood niggas before you realize that hood niggas like to they think that aggression is funny and mm-hmm. they think that being uh like a bully which they definitely were in that instance um is a way of like Roasting somebody mm-hmm. And it does seem like G Herbo And Southside Thought that they were going on a show Where it was like a roast contest Who could roast who more What I also will say though is There was a lack of respect there Because Hood niggas like to be aggressive But There are certain boundaries that hood niggas Don't cross because they know if you cross them With them that is going to be a fight Or that's going to be an issue so when they grabbed his hat and they threw the cup at him, to me that was beyond them just being like, yo, we're on your platform trying to do what you do. Um, that definitely showed me that there was some type of animosity or something there because hood niggas normally don't go that far. They might say the wildest thing to you. They might like really be on something like, y'all slap the shit out of you and not mean it in a way where they'll actually slap the shit out of you, <laughs> but they just talking bullshit. But when they actually start throwing stuff and putting hands and flipping things, that is an indication that there's something else deeper there. Um, so I do feel like it was corny. And, and shout out to Cherry. Cherry was wilding in the beginning. But <laughs> I think she did kind of sum it up uh, relatively well in the sense of like that that was corny for you to go on somebody's platform and do some shit like that. Any motherfucker try to come up here and do that. Got another thing coming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it ain't going to go down like that. It's a small room too. <laughs> Niggas will have shit shaking <laughs> all over the place. Um. All right. So the first thing is Bow Wow. Bow Wow was discussing. He put out a series of tweets. Let me see if I could pull them up in the interim. But he pulled up a series of tweets that basically uh, were about how artists today, they don't have any artist development going on. And because of that, there seems to be a lack in hip hop. Like hip hop has definitely taken a fall from grace. Um 
I'm not sure if it's still considered number one, but I know that sales and listenership has gone down uh, tremendously over the last year. Um, so that's kind of where we want to start. What are some of your thoughts about hip hop today? Mm. Well, I can definitely agree with the the fallback of hip hop. Mm-hmm. That within itself, this is definitely not the age <laughs> that we were used to in the early two thousands, where it, you know it was popping. It, it was like a lifestyle. That's what they were mm. selling to us—a lifestyle. So. If anything, now it's, it's it's like who can hit the hardest bars and who got the most money, who's part of the gang in the group. You know, it's it's not it's not giving what it used to give for sure. Um, but to touch on this whole um, artist development, uh, I can definitely agree with that. Um, there's a few artists. Where like you can tell that they they haven't been trained mm-hmm. in that area, and it shows on the stage. This right. is not just you performing in the living room or you just doing a run through. You're on a big ass stage, right. you know. Like you need to give us the energy, make us feel like we want to stand up, make me want to look up. That's a fact. Make me want to get up out my phone and pay attention to you, type of thing, you know. And um, Chris. Yes, he goes by Chris now, but back then LA was my um artist development coach. Mm. And um he he and um another guy, K Star, they produced my song Just a Girl. And when I was training and when I had to perform that song, I had to give. Right. Like he then sat um he sat one of my friends down and he was like, make him look up. Make him look up. You got to make him want to pay attention to you. Right. Because no, nine times out of ten, there's people that don't like you. There's people that really don't care about what you singing, rapping about at all. You're brand new. And at the end of the day, you got to like who you are. You got to be that. Right. Give, give us the energy. And it's not really often that that is a uh, priority with right. the artist development. You know, like you want to see somebody's really put in time and effort into what they have been working on. It's not just a song. Your stage presence got to be a one. Own it. We used to. I know we still do, but we used to refer to music and the arts as working on your craft. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that element of working on your craft is not there anymore. Now it's more gimmicky. Mm-hmm. And it's like whatever can get the most eyes is more appreciated or whatever can make the biggest amount of noise in the shortest amount of time and get the most attention for that. And that's like fast food. That's like microwavable food. So, yeah, it'll crave your hunger, but it's not going to feed your soul. You're not going to mm-hmm. really sit there and be like, you know, some of us get addicted to McDonald's, but uh, you're not going to really sit there and be like, yo, I feel sustained and I got the nutrients that I wanted and I got what I needed from from this meal. You're going to be like, all right, it's going to hold me over for now. Mm-hmm. And that's how music feels like, like all right, it's going to hold me over for now. There's, there hasn't been a real project in a long period of time besides like Kendrick. Kendrick's project, I think, was really, really dope. Scissors. Mm-hmm. Um, but there aren't many artists that are striving to put those type of projects together. They're putting more playlists and things like that or songs, a group of songs they think are hot. They put those together. 
So I feel like a lot of this is by design in the sense of we're in this new era of the authentic person uh, that comes on the scene and they're raw and we like the fact that they haven't been media trained. Honestly, I really feel like a lot of this kind of started, not even started, but got appreciated more when Donald Trump uh, got into office because that's a lot of what people said when he was in office and the reasons why they like him is, oh, he was raw. He uh, told it how it was. He wasn't politically trained. So there wasn't a lot of the masking that a lot of politicians do when they um, tend to get into office. And so now we get like the Glorilla and the Sexy Reds and uh, the Sukis where it's like, nah, they just being themselves and they just having fun. So it's authentic and it's real. But part of me doesn't believe that it's actually authentic and real. Part of me think that it's a caricature. I I think they're like the industry is taking whatever they believe is ghetto and hood and amplifying it to a thousand percent. Like Mm -hmm. I say it all the time. I know a lot of women that live in the hood or the projects or whatever the case is. They don't act like that. Right. They're not that hood. Yeah, like that's a <laughs> that's another layer of hood. Like, I, God damn! Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, damn. Like, you, you hooded in your man? Yeah, like what type? Like, got the tat on the face. I'm like, what jobs are y'all getting? If you're not a rapper, they that that's not a common common stance in some of the the ways that they promote the actions of these people and so i think that that goes into this idea of oh we're not gonna we're not gonna develop the artist because then they don't seem authentic um and we want them to seem like they are just here and just caught a hit caught a lick and people uh want to celebrate that and move them forward Mm -hmm. but um what bow wow said specifically was can we please bring back artist development at these labels, do these labels even care about these artists? Y'all be throwing them on platforms knowing they're not ready. A boxer is trained and taught before battle. We just keep throwing these subpar ass artists out there with no proper teaching. It's too many real ones out here with uh, on the come up, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to name everybody's name. Um, I can name so many more. He starts talking about some of the women artists uh, who deserve a push. Instead, man, I'm done speaking on it. Shit is getting me hot. Stop pushing that BS on us. The fans are waking up and hip hop is about to change for the better. Stay in the house if you playing and move over. Let's let the real ones play. Uh, they can't talk. I don't understand what the fuck they saying. They dry as hell in interviews. Y'all know I take this stage stuff seriously. I don't even want to get on stage, uh, get on the stage presence. Rapping over vocals shit is sloppy out here, man. We got to clean this shit up. Get better or get the fuck out of the way. Ooh. Yeah, that was a read. I agree, though. I think it's sloppy out here, and they're trying to push it like it's supposed to be acceptable. Mm-hmm. These cats, like you said, getting on stage, half drunk off lean and shit, can't even finish their bars, and, and then they wonder why like little baby can't sell out uh, arenas. And I'm not saying little baby is like that because um, I haven't seen him drunk on lean, but I have heard that some of his shows were dry. I have heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It's a bad look. It's a bad look out here. I mean, not every artist is performer work, uh, material. Mm-hmm. You know, some some artists are really just that artist. 
or right. they're just recording right. artists. Like Summer. Don't get me on Summer. <laughs> I love me some Summer. I love me Summer too, but <laughs> it's taking her a while to get stage ready. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. I think like if, if I was behind her in the beginning, I would have been like, yo, just do a bunch of tiny desks. Do things like that. Do colors um and get that up and then you could do the big stages i know that your fans want that but maybe the mystique of you just doing the little settings Mm -hmm. will add to you for a while it'll build anticipation too we want to see you on the big stage right but she was definitely not ready in the beginning that part (laughs) (laughs) she wasn't there um all right relationship time we're gonna get into these relationship topics let's go So we all know that Lori and Idris been together for a minute. Mm-hmm. She's posted him and he's posted her a hell of a lot more than when she was with Michael B. Jordan. Now, the question here is, how do you feel about posting your significant other? Deep side goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I say, all right. There's nothing wrong with it. Let me just say that. Mm-hmm. However, I feel if we not locked in, you're not going up there. Mm. That's just that on that. Um, however, that looks to other people. That's for their own discretion, depending on how long y'all been together, whatever the case may be. But if we're not locked in, I'm not posting you. What's locked in for you? <laughs> if I can't. I mean, okay, so social media is what it is, right? I can see that as, like, if I can post it, then that means I can hold your hand out in public and be, like, my man. Mm -hmm. If I can't do that comfortably and you know and I know what's going on here, then you're not going. We could be dating for months, but if we're not locked Locked in, in, I'm not doing that. Because then, I mean, anything can happen. Anything can change. I'm not going to sit there and be rotating men all over my page either. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a personable brand right now, so I can't be doing stuff like that. So if we ain't locked in, you're not going on my page. Yeah, that might not be a good look. (laughs) Was it Johnny up there three months ago? Listen. (laughs) See, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. (laughs) Now that's Tyrone. It's not a good look. Yeah, I can't wait to post somebody. I, I haven't posted it. Uh, uh, I have, don't think I've ever posted uh, someone. I don't on my think circle. I've ever seen you post anybody. <laughs> I don't think I've ever posted. Nobody knows who I date, and it's hilarious because I get pressed about it sometimes. Like people will be like, "Yo, honestly, like I don't know what's going on with you because you never post who you're talking to," and I'm like, "That's on purpose." Um, for the same reasons, like unless we locked in. There's, you're not going to even know who I'm dating. You can't can't find it in the story. You're not going to see it mm-hmm. in any of my posts. You're just going to have to make a lot of assumptions and speculation. But I can't wait to do that. Like mm-hmm. I, that idea to me, posting is like that's like the hard launch in a sense where it's like, yes, I'm in a relationship. I want everybody to know so that mm-hmm. everybody knows how to act accordingly mm-hmm. moving forward. Like mm-hmm. you see me with this person. You know that whatever maybe conversations we was having before or the dates I might have promised, they ain't going down. It ain't happening. <laughs> it ain't o- happening. It's over for that. So do you have any other criteria to posting? Ooh. Um, hmm. No, I think it's really just more on like if, if, if we're locked in. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
All right. So <laughs> it has to be not. How do I explain this? Ugh. Because I've been with someone where they weren't a poster. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, I have you have to post me in order for me to post you. Yeah, that ain't it. But I mean, I want to be shown off, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't be sitting here talking about my man, my man, my man. And, and you still moving single. Not even. You just don't post anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, that's you can't you can't move like that yeah. and then expect somebody to just, you know, be posting. You. And it's not like it's a secret or anything. They probably really just don't post. And that's all fine and dandy. But like, I'm not going to be posting somebody in that and they're not posting me back. That's, yeah, that's, nah. that's just weird, especially when people can actually go to your page and find your like. I'm not cool with the the. I'm cool with the people who don't post because they're not on social media that often. Social media is not a big deal. They're not doing any type of brand or, you know, they're not trying to be any type of figure or social Mm -hmm. media, whatever. If they're not posting me, I'm not going to have an issue with with it. But those people who just don't want to post their relationships, I'm not saying that I'm mad at that either. But at the same time, if I'm posting you and you're not posting me, it's going to make me look goofy at some point. That part. <laughs> like, I'm way more into you than you are into me. Like, you're not even proud to show it off. That part. Like, you getting a new Gucci bag and you posting it before being with me. Thank you. On this fine-ass date, I just think you too. <laughs> like, facts. What are we doing? Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Yeah. That, I'm like, that part, and I know that there's a lot of artists and a lot of people in the entertainment space that be like, yo, I'll be a little careful about who I post. Cool, mm-hmm. but at the same time, don't have me looking goofy out here where I'm posting you looking happy as a motherfucker, and you don't want to put me on your page at all. That ain't it. I'm not. not even, I'm not, not with even it. One. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We're not doing that. No, nah, we're not doing that. I'm over here talking my crap, but that was definitely me before. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? That's what you was doing. That's crazy. Because I understand, like you said, not everybody is trying to be somebody. They don't have a brand. They right. don't, you know, they're not doing anything. They just have a page. Cool. But at some point, yeah. come on now. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, and it, it got to be worth worth posting. Yeah. I got, that don't let my birthday thing. pass and I don't see a post about me. Hey, listen, I'm with the whole, don't let it just be holidays. <laughs> Facts. Because that's a no-go for me. Absolutely not. It's Christmas and you ain't post. I just bought you X, Y, and Z and you ain't posting me? All right. Say that. You have to be the last Christmas you get out of me. So DJ Envy, it looks like, listen, this has been brewing for a long period of time and it's finally coming to a head. Um, He has a partner, Caesar, forget the rest of his name, Caesar something. Uh, and they were supposed to be in business for real estate. Caesar's been scamming people. He's he just got arrested this week for it. Doesn't mean that he's been indicted, but he's he's been arrested. And um and yeah, there's a lot going on. And now Envy is getting swept up in it because naturally they were working together with a lot of this real estate stuff. And it's reminding me. Thoughts and prayers, to everybody. But it's reminding me of the early 2010s where it was the I wish you were here pyramid schemes. Have you ever gotten caught up in them pyramid schemes <laughs> that they everybody tried to get you get everybody in early on in that little 13 to 16 time period? There was the travel one. I can't remember the name of them. Mm. 
<laughs> but I remember I, that one. I, I remember the sign they was giving everybody. It was like, wish you were here. There was the Forex, um, Forex mm-hmm. one, and not that Forex itself is a is a scam, but the companies associated with them uh, tend to be scams. Um, so you saying you you've been lucky? Yeah, I never. Mm-mm. I'm not. I'm not that frivolous with your money yeah no mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I i need guarantee yeah yeah a lot of listen i was told something a long time ago and it still makes sense today and i don't think it'll ever change and the principle is this if you ever have to pay somebody to work for them there's something wrong with that that part if you have to give a hundred dollars five hundred dollars to start the process of anything, there's something wrong with that. Now, let's, mm-hmm. yes, in context of, well, yeah, don't you got to get certificates to be certain things? And you got to get that beforehand, of course. But that's within context. If you're coming to me and saying, like, hey, you know, you got to give me 500 and get three other people to join, that's us. Damn. <laughs> when you put it like that, that sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, yo, give me 500. And then you got to get like 10 people to join. Once you get 10 people to join, you might be able to get the BMW. Like, I, it, it always sounded crazy to me. It always sounded wild. <laughs> like, <laughs> get another 20 and we're going to just take you to Aruba free of charge. What? You got it. And you're doing the math in your head and it's like, nah, this this don't even make sense. Listen, but it, it was working. Apparently, it was. Oh, no. it, it was working because... I mean, this day and age, there's so there's so many new things. Yeah, everything is new. There's new ways of doing things, new ways of making money. So, people gonna get caught up. That and and one of the things that the the darker side of it is they prey on people who don't have income coming in or are new to working. So they try to get a lot of young young people. Where it's like we're we're putting the carrot in front of your face in terms of fast money. Mm-hmm. Or they they have people who haven't been in work for a while or maybe can't get a job. And they're promising all of these, you're going to be an entrepreneur. And if you stick to it, then you're going to be, you know, making six figures in a matter of seven months. But you got to stick to it. Knowing damn well, like the percentages of <laughs> you getting to sell this product to 20 people and bring 10 other people on within a month is like low to, to zero. I'm not saying that these people maybe didn't make money. I'm saying that the structure of the organization was definitely a scam. That part. Um, Jeezy and Jeannie. Mm. Um, so I'm sad. The, I am too, honestly, I'm a little bit. Really sad about that. I like, thought they was gonna, genuinely. you know, I thought they was gonna go a little bit. At least longer than this. Yeah, yeah, it was a it's year been less than what? <laughs> it's been a year, uh, maybe less than a year. They just got married, they bro. Just got married. I'm sad. So, very public divorce that they're going through. Um, a lot of speculation around what happened in the background that led to the divorce. Mm-hmm. But what are your deal breakers? Because that's kind of the focal point. Jeezy came out recently and basically said that there were just certain things that have been brewing for a long period of time and he made this decision intentionally. And it wasn't just like something sporadic. Right. So I'm taking that as there was a deal breaker there on the table and she crossed it. 
and maybe he gave her a couple of chances to rectify it, but it's either she didn't or this deal breaker was so strong that it didn't matter what she could do. Right. This relationship was over. So do you have any of those? I do. I do. Um, just in like a relationship or like in a marriage? Ooh, give me both. Okay. Um, in a relationship, I would say first thing for me would be respect. Okay. Um, being like called out your name, um, uh, yelled at, aggression, like mm. all of that. I can't do deal with that. Um, I have a domestic background, so mm. I don't deal well with those kind of settings. Um, so once I see that, that's a super, super red flag to me. Mal. What are some of the ways that you prefer to communicate about like a disagreement? To just talk about it. What do you mean? So, like you mentioned, there's, there are a lot of people out here that they get riled up. They start the yelling. They start the screaming. Mm-hmm. They start the name calling. Um, and there are actually people out there that, that like that or mm-hmm. are cool with that mm-hmm. within their relationship dynamic. I'm in concurrence with you. Like, I, when things come up, let's discuss it and mm-hmm. let's talk about it in a calm manner. Mm-hmm. And I get it. We're human beings. So not everything will always be super calm and super mm-hmm. thought out and well-versed. But let's try to do that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And then if we do see one or the other getting upset, what are the the standards and things that we put in place for when that's happening? Like, hey, I see, or let me take it off a person. Hey, I'm getting a little frustrated right now. Give me like 10 minutes. Let me let me go take I'm a walk and come person. back. I need I need a minute. If I'm that heated, I need a minute. Yeah. And you have you have to respect that. Cause then I'm gonna come up out of myself of like all the work that I did on myself to be able to like harness my emotions and how I'm feeling to be able to articulate it well to you. I'm not touching those waters. Mm. So I rather take my minute, come back to you when I'm calmer Mm -hmm. to discuss it. And like you said, it's not to say that um, everything is going to be calm all the time because I might come back and I'm still like, listen, I didn't appreciate it. (laughs) You know, and even that tone is okay. But you're not going to come in a room and come at me crazy and think that I'm just going to be accepting of that. Like, I'm mm -mm, I'm I'm good off that that type of energy. And if that's like a reoccurring thing and that Mm -hmm. just keeps like this is who you are. That's the deal breaker for me in a relationship first. Um, And I think also just to piggyback on that, as far as like when people get hostile with their partners, we're not talking about the people who like it. Right, toxic right, right. lovers right we're talking we about to the that ones later. that want to be <laughs> the ones that want to be healthy um sometimes i think because i I'm, I'm guilty of it too where i already feel like i know what your reaction is going to be mm. so i'm already there because i'm already mentally and emotionally prepared for you to buck back at battle me. Yeah. and i think that that's not a very productive and healthy thing to do when discussing issues as well you know like let me ask you the question first right let me see where you're at with it first before i'm jumping the hinges for you because you may sit back and be like i did that to you i'm sorry like i really that was not my intention (laughs) at all like i really didn't even see it that way how can we fix it you know yeah how can we move forward but um in a marriage ooh, i don't know that's that uh, 
it would have to be something detrimental to the well-being of our family. Mm. If that is shaky, got a blast. Like I like how you you differentiated the two because I think that relationships should be way more sensitive than marriages. Mm-hmm. Like the deal breakers in a relationship should be triggered a lot quicker than what's happening in a marriage. And that's not to say that when you get married to somebody, it's no holds barred. But mm-hmm. depending on how serious you take that commitment, there really shouldn't be much that breaks that that part. Yep. marriage up. Or, yep. yep, that bond shouldn't be dissolvable easily mm-hmm. it shouldn't they should take a lot uh you know i don't i don't want to go to an extreme but it should be like danger i'm yeah i'm it's dangerous for me to stay with this person whether that's mentally emotionally physically um or it's dangerous for my family yeah um if we keep this type of dynamic this mm-hmm. dynamic is hurting me uh it's hurting the family and it can't persist mm-hmm. and i guess the tricky part becomes what is allowed within that mm-hmm. because naturally I'm sure the first thing on a lot of people's minds is cheating. Yeah. Do you allow cheating in a marriage or do you allow your partner to step out or can within your marriage, can there be an arrangement where it's like a hall pass hall pass is one of the things that a lot of people talk about all the time. Um, but I guess like when you're saying like this, this marriage this bond can't be dissolved. There are times where people have been together for 20, 30 years or 15 years and they don't know things are stale or things are not in the same place and they don't know how to reinvigorate it. So they start to look at different options. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you think about those those aspects of it? I'm I'm not with the whole. First of all, when it's you and me, it's me and you. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's there's no no in between there. So that's it. Like, that's just that on that. But um, a relationship and a marriage are two different things. Mm-hmm. I expect a lot more, not to say it like that, but I expect a lot more turmoil within a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship mm. than a marriage. As far as, like, getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Those things. Once we get a harness on that, then now the marriage part should be... Copaesthetic, yeah. yeah. You know, we should be able to maintain that. Um, it would, like I said, have to be something that's really super unhealthy for the well-being of our entire family. Have you been with someone who changed while in the relationship with you, like drastically became a different person? Yeah. How do you picture that within a marriage? Like, like it's only going to get worse. Okay. It's only going to get worse. Um. See, my t- my toxic trait is I'll be trying to see how red the flag could get. The <laughs> days is over. <laughs> how red the flag could get? It's pink. It's wild. It's pink. <laughs> it ain't red yet. Do you so no. you be pushing the boundary? That no, 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 no. I'm. I used to. Okay. I used to, but I've come to see with various relationships, whether we're just dating, we're just talking, whatever, that. Whatever this is now, I got to think, you know, for the future as well. So 
if you've been this way to me all these years during our relationship, how are you going to be in our marriage? Mm -hmm. Because then there's also this like fake notation where it's like, okay, like you're my wife now. Now you feel like you can act up. Oh, mm -hmm. we locked in. She ain't going nowhere. Right, right, you right. You know, it don't work like that. Yeah. You know, you, you can't, you can't do that. And I don't think that that's fair to the wife or the husband. Right. E either way it goes. So, yeah, I don't know. I was off on a tangent, but nah, you, you, <laughs> definitely, yeah. um, you 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 gotta you gotta be considerate of your partner when dealing with certain issues because you don't know how they're gonna take things, and then sometimes you could be tone deaf in how you're even expressing your concerns, right. you know, to your partner. So, yeah, I think that that is beautiful and I, I understand um that component of it where it's like there are many people that think once we're locked in then that means i can she ain't going nowhere he ain't mm -hmm. going nowhere mm -hmm. so i've if, been that person always like she ain't going nowhere really until i go why okay this might be a deep question but why do you think people sometimes seem like they're not um Worried about losing you? Is it okay. is it from your perspective or is it from them? Like, is it things that you're doing or is it just them taking um, advantage or not being grateful? Definitely taking advantage and not being grateful. But there's also, um, I guess it's a blessing and a curse on my end because it's not always that person. Mm -hmm. It could be you as well, meaning right. me. So I recently actually discovered this about myself where I realized that I, I feel and think highly of myself as we all should. Right. Mm -hmm. And within that, because I see the beauty within myself and we're not just talking physical, we're talking internal mm -hmm. where I have, I've messed things up. I've dropped things before I've spilled things. I've, you know, I've, I've messed up. We all have made mistakes and I feel like I'm deserving of second chances right? and thirds and fourths because I'm worth it. You live and you learn. The problem now is that for me in the past, I have given those chances to other people as well mm -hmm. in seeing the beauty in them. Most times they're not that they don't even see in themselves. Right. So it's like you end up tolerating the disrespect, tolerating, um, being called out your name and just things that you normally wouldn't have tolerated because you're like, no, that's not you. Right. That's not you. That's, that's not, that's not who I thought you were. Right. That's not who you've been to me. You're just messing up. This is a mistake. Fix it. And then you think they're going to fix it and they don't. That is who they are. So when I was on Instagram this one night, really, really late, um, I came across this chef that had recently lost his mother and in his post, he was just going on about it and it really touched my heart and I got emotional about it. And I don't know this man from nowhere, mm -hmm. but I felt it in my heart to talk to him. So I commented and what he said to me, it just always sticks, sticks with me every day. He says, I love the fact that you see the beauty. The fact that you can say that means that it lives in you too. That's what he said. Mm. And I was like, wow. And it stuck with me because I'm like, that's it. 
That's right. the blessing and that's the curse. Right. Because I feel like I'm a good person. You could be a good person too. Everybody's a good person. Not everybody's a good person. Oh, we about to, we about to we about to get <laughs> right up in that. I actually was going to add something similar um to one of our next conversations, but sorry about mm-hmm. that. Um but uh I think this is a perfect time to kind of talk about it too. Cuz I feel like similarly for me I often see the potential in the people that I'm dating. That's the word, potential. I meet people when they are going through struggles. Mm -hmm. Or in the past, I have met a lot of partners that were going through struggles. And because they were going through it, it would be like, I see what you're going to be at the end of this struggle. Yep. And what you're going to be is going to be this amazing person. You're going to be strong. I like certain attributes about you and they're only going to get amplified once you get through the storm. Mm-hmm. And then you realize somewhere down the road that they're actually in that storm partially because they created it. Mm-hmm. It's not because they were a, a unfortunate participant in circumstance. It's like, oh, nah, people don't like you because you're not likable. Mm-hmm. You you might have or I might have overlooked that part because I like the particular part of you. And now I'm in a space where I have to reap what I sowed in getting attached to someone that act in all actuality, I, I shouldn't even be around. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it, too, because when you see potential, you ignore the flags and you allow yourself to get attached to them. And by the time you're attached to a person, mm-hmm. it's very hard to detach, even yep. when they're doing negative things or Hurtful bad things. things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Once you get attached to a, I don't want to say a bad person, but a person a, that is maybe broken. Or, right. Yeah. Or doing bad things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bad things. Yeah. Maybe you attach to somebody that's doing bad things at this moment in time. But once you're attached to that, it's it's hard. You mm-hmm. you you you're navigating around that now. You're not navigating through it or past it. Mm-hmm. But you're you're the elephant is in the room, and everybody around you is probably telling you, "Yo, that person is not good for you." Mm-hmm. Or what what is it that you see in them? Guilty. Yeah, like what do you see in that person over there? And you're just like finding ways to be like, "Nah, they're not like oh, they're not always like that." Mm-hmm. Or now, you don't really see, like, when we have these conversations, they understand and right. this, that, and the third. And it's like, all that is great. But then that's where it falls into maybe they're manipulating you. Or yes. maybe they do understand, but they can't do. Yep. Understanding that you're doing wrong and being able to practice doing right, mm-hmm. two different things. Absolutely. I feel like this generation, at least on social media, is more attached to the superficial things to avoid talking about or dealing with those aspects. So it's okay to date somebody who's negative for you or the community as long as you're getting a superficial kickback. You're getting Mm. money or Mm. you're getting sex or you're getting some type of status. And I feel like that's the focus nowadays as opposed to what is this person's character like? Because that's what's going to matter in 10, 20, 15 years. That's what's going to matter when trying to raise kids. That's what's going to matter when we're building a family. That, yep, absolutely. That, that's that's me. That's how I, I perceive relationships. You know, it's it's really more about your character. You as a person, who are you? Right. Who are you when you don't have money? 
right. when you're down. Right. Who are you when you're going through struggles? Who are you when you're up and you're happy? Right. How do you translate that onto other people? Who are you on a regular day? Right. Are you a nice person? Regularly. Like, those things matter. Or is that, like, 20% of who you are? You're just nice on Tuesdays. Like, right. <laughs> you just woke up late today, so now you just... Yeah, you're a terror. Yeah, no. No, I, I think you put that beautifully in that. Literally, I think of it from the opposite side of it. Like, from the perspective of who are you to me when I'm down? Mm-hmm. Or who are you to me when I'm up? What type of person do you turn into or do you stay in a particular lane? Are you the same person? Mm-hmm. You down, yo, babe, you down, we going to get right. Mm-hmm. Or or is it, yo, babe, you down, I don't know, I'm not attracted to you right now. Because mm. there have been people who, not not to me particularly, but I've had conversations with people where for them, yeah, if their man is down, that is actually att- attached to their attraction to that person. Mm. And to me, that's superficial. Um, and I don't know how that actually works because everybody is up and everybody is down. Yeah. It could be relative, mm-hmm. right? Jay-Z's down is not the same as my down. But, <laughs> but you know, everybody goes through ebbs and flows. So yeah. if that's what you're attached to, mm-hmm. these superficial things, if you're only attached to me with a particular body type or if you're only attached to me with a particular monetary um, attachment, what does that look like when shit gets tough? See, that's really, really interesting that, that you say that because you just sparked something in me with this whole, um, cause I, I've been with someone where they've been down and then now it becomes a thing where like they feel less within themselves. Right. So in, in the flip side of it, do you think that way of me? You know what I mean? If you can think that way about yourself, then how do you perceive other people? Not just your partner, but other people. I mean, we're not talking about the slums and the the scums of the world, but we're talking about the people who are just down. Your circumstances does not define you as a person. As a person. I've had $1 in my account before with two kids. That don't change nothing for me. Right. Still that bitch. Right. And I can still make things happen. And people be like, how did you do? I don't know. And 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 further, you're still a sweetheart. Right. It's not going to define me. I'm, right. I may shed a tear about it. Right. Have my little moment. I may have to pray to God about it. But that's not going to make me a nasty person to everyone else around me. Right. That, that's not fair. It's not their problem. Right. It's not their fault. Who are you? Right. And there's some people that when they are down, they're nasty. Yeah. They're terrible people to everyone around mm-hmm. them. They're making everybody else's life miserable. They're judging their friends. They're being jealous of their friends. They're trying to tear other people down. And that is an important thing. Mm-hmm. I think holistically, that conversation needs to be had with, with people in the beginning. Well, that's what you should be looking for in the beginning. Like, now I'm not saying that, God, you could be ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that. <laughs> and everybody's definition of ugly is different. But what I'm saying is what is equally as important <laughs> is oh your character. I'm gonna look at your character before I look at your finances or before I look at how much 
jewelry you got on mm-hmm. or if you walk in, you got the latest bag. Like, right. I'm not phased by that. Yeah. I, um, that's cool. That's what's up. It might, it might put a little cherry on top in certain instances, but mm-hmm. yeah, shorty I'm dating is fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like it might add that to the conversation, but that's not going to be my starting point. Right. My starting point is going to be, I met this amazing girl. We get along intellectually. We've had conversations four in the morning just didn't even know time escaped us and i'm not a phone person so um that probably won't happen but we talked (laughs) in person till four in the morning like we have chemistry like when i talk about certain morals and things they line up Mm -hmm. to me that's the most that's what's going to make me lock in Mm-hmm. Y'all haven't seen me with nobody post nobody on social media because I haven't found she ain't that. Locked in. <laughs> she ain't locked in. We ain't got the same morals, man. They worry about some other shit. <laughs> um, this kind of leads into that self reflection conversation, though. So you did mention that earlier. We kind of mm-hmm. opened the show with your self reflections. Um, but talk a little bit more about that. Like that time you might have been sitting with yourself and been like, I am. Bugging. <laughs> <laughs> no, we gotta gotta be honest. Gotta be honest. Um, I feel like that's happened over a course of months for me. Okay. Um, it happens in spurts. Like you said, sometimes we're up, sometimes we're down. Right. And I can't pinpoint whether that's an up or a down moment where the self reflection happens, but at least for my most recent season of self-reflection and learning myself, um, I think it's a nighttime thing for me. Mm. Because now I'm not coming home to nobody. Kids asleep mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. It's me and these four walls. So what else is there to do other than scroll? I don't want to scroll all night. Right. It's not feeding my spirit the way I need it to. Sometimes you have to sit with your own emotions and deal with what the fuck you're feeling. And that's 100%. just that. Not call your friends and talk about it. Right. Not call your best friend and talk about the drama revolving around it. And yeah, because, you know, and you can't be doing that. No, right, right. it's not doing it's anything. Band-aid. Because then what you're going to do is you're going to get off the phone and you're still going to feel everything you just spoke about. It's not going to go away. You have to come come to your own your own sense of processing right. your your emotions. And in me dealing with that, I was dumping on my best friend mm. at one point. And I realized before it ever even like became a a thing, a topic of discussion for her to bring it to my attention or anything, I'm like, "Oh shit. Mm. I don't want to be that friend." I know that I'm crying every day. Right. I know I'm sad and I'm I'm getting through it and I'm allowing myself to feel everything. And yes, she's there for me, but I don't want to dump on her. Right. I don't want to be that friend every time I call, what you do? And she may never even feel like that, right. but I don't want to be that person. Right. right. So that right there was like the first thing for me and just like checking that, especially when I know I can't call her. She at work. Right, right. You right. know, I can't just be, oh, <laughs> hey, you know, I just... Mm-mm. Right. It don't work like that. The world don't stop just because you're going through something. Right. You know, um, that was like a really big thing for me because she was very supportive and very emotionally available for me. And when I saw that it was becoming too much, not that she ever said anything about it. I'm like, get your shit together, Kiana. Right. 
because it, it's it's not healthy. And everybody got their own stuff going on. You you can't you can't dump on people. That's like self awareness that. though. Mm-hmm. And that's a you know not everybody has that. Mm-hmm. When you when you allow yourself to be with yourself for a long enough period of time, you gain that level of self awareness where you start mm-hmm. to be like, I am probably impacting the people around me with my actions. Let me deal with me mm-hmm. before I do that because they may never say it, mm-hmm. but it is impacting them. Mm-hmm. Like especially if you value the relationship, a hundred percent with that person. You don't want to mess that up because you just got your whole world going on. Right. Expecting them to carry that on, too. Right. It's not fair. And what they may be going through and now you add in a whole nother layer. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, I have a few friends that 100 percent. It's like, yo, certain things. I. It's not that I can't tell them because I know that I can tell them. But certain things that I need to figure out first before I tell them because if I don't have it figured out, it's gonna feel they're gonna feel like it's their burden to help me figure it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And you know that's so crazy that you said that because I find I found myself before like feeling I would never say it, but feeling like I'm not asking you for a solution. Right. I'm not asking you to solve my problem. Right. So that's that moment where I'm like, well, what are you telling them for? Right. What are you telling them for? Right. What else are they supposed to think if you're coming to them with a problem and you don't even have a means of like how you're resolving it, what you're going to do about it? Because that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Hey, I already know what I'm about to do here. I'm just telling you a little bit about what's going on. And then people know, OK, I need to be positioned to just listen at this point in time. Mm-hmm. But if I start to just dump, yo, I got this crazy problem, da da da. a lot of people are wired with. Like, All right, well, let's get to the solution. Let's figure right. it out. Let, right. Let's get to that. End point. I think for me, my biggest, the biggest moment in my life where I realized that self-reflection was uh, happening was right in the middle of the pandemic. Mm. Like during that time was when I really sat and looked at some of the relationships that I had been in, um, some of the ways that I conducted myself in those relationships and or just in general. And I had to sit and say, like, wait, what are you what what's the stem and what is the root? Mm -hmm. We're seeing a lot of symptoms, but we're not getting to the root Mm -hmm. of it. So we have to get to the root in order to stop these patterns and these cycles. You've dated the same chick in a different body Body. with a different name four or five times. (laughs) What's happening here that you keep finding this individual? What's the root about your self-worth and mm-hmm. what you see is your position in somebody else's life that is making you say that's attractive. Right. Let's entertain that mm-hmm. because that is really the stem of it. And once I realized I was like, maybe I do have, and this is, I think a little difficult for men, but it's like, maybe I do have a bit of a self value issue going here where I'm valuing myself lower than what I should be and what I actually deserve. Mm-hmm. That's not intentional, mm-hmm. but your actions tell you what your subconscious is doing and thinking. Like, here's the thing: say it out loud. Mm. I just started doing that. Say it out loud. When I feel like I'm doing something in routine, and I already know what the outcome's going to be because mm. I'm just used to that. Right. Or it just it feels good. Or 
wow, that's not a good character thing. I will say that out loud to myself. Mm. That's not a good character thing. How is mm. that going to look? Come on now. How do you think they're going to feel like right. that? And it's not all the time. I'm not a bad person. Right, but, right. you know, when you feel that or you think that, say it out loud. You will check yourself instantly. Right. That's a beautiful practice. Mm-hmm. I think another time where self-reflection pops up for me um, is either right after I deal with somebody and is is concluded. Mm-hmm. That's always a good space. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one more time. Oh, well, the most recent self-reflection was when I went back to school for my master's. Mm. And the reflection there definitely put into perspective self-value and self-worth because being in the academic setting and being around a lot of different peers and them seeing me within a particular role um, and as a particular individual in their lives. I, I know a lot of people and a lot of people look at me and and in reference of like they admire or they like attributes about me. But being in that academic setting and seeing like professors and others be like, yo, you're really like a, a, a high value individual for any organization. It started to put into perspective some of like my worth and what I felt like in terms of my relation to my company now. And mm-hmm. so like that put a lot into perspective. That's deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like that's company in terms of work and that's company in terms of the company I keep as well. Mm-hmm. And I started to really be like, yeah, you 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 devalue yourself. You put yourself at a lower level than you should. There's still some more exploration that needs to go there as to why that might be the case. But that is what you're doing. So now you have to find a way to elevate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody should definitely self-reflect. I think it's super. I do it also before every birthday like right before the mm-hmm. birthday comes yep me too the the week before i try to start to think about yep. different elements where i am versus where i want to be and what may be some of the reasons why i'm not there is it just me or do you like go back in your phone and like look at old pictures like look at yourself throughout the year and just reflect on all of that absolutely i do that right before my birthday i do that time. i do that if i can like if there's like a conversation that I either really, really enjoyed or a conversation that went left somewhere mm-hmm. might revisit those, mm-hmm. um, see if I have a different perspective or mm-hmm. different thoughts on it. Um, but self-reflect, it's a powerful tool. I it think is, it doesn't I, stop either. And no, you don't stop growing as an individual. Mm-hmm. You should never stop growing. So you should always be reflecting and you should always be figuring out who this new version of you is. Mm-hmm. You might have the foundation. You might know what your core values and character is, but still more building blocks. Yeah. Speaking of building blocks, uh, listen, I'm a fan of spinning the block. I uh. think, I think spinning the block <laughs> is something that needs to happen every now and then. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and Nelly is out here spinning the block with a shot. Team. <sighs> what are your thoughts on spinning the block? Whew. Okay, as long as it wasn't no... Okay, but what are we talking about? A relationship or somebody so dating? It's, it's layers of spinning the block. <laughs> you are absolutely right. All right, my first... First, I want to know, have you ever spun the block? Meaning me trying to go back to somebody? Yeah. No. <laughs> Not the face. 
No. Okay. No. I get. I was going to ask. I, have you been spun on? Yeah, I've been spun <laughs> on though. <laughs> have you taken anybody back that spun on you? <sighs> have I? Uh, somebody kinda, out. It almost happened. Okay, I was about almost. to say somebody out there listening right now, almost. like she better not lie. Almost. <laughs> it almost happened. This that's years ago though, but you know they still try to spin the block now. What were what were the elements that almost made it happen? Um. Oh, that's a complex. Uh, I mean, the love was still there. Okay. You know, um, sometimes when once you separate, it it shifts things for you. You could kind of like re meet that person again. Yeah. So. As long as it wasn't something detrimental, where it's like, no, right. bro, you're right. dead to me. Right. Then, you know. But it wasn't long. It wasn't long before it you, just. You realized. It wasn't. Yeah. It it played its 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 course out, and that just it was what it was. But you know, trying to spin the block now, and whatnot. <laughs> we trying to see what it do. <laughs> so, I mean, I've I've definitely spun the block. Like I said, I'm a fan of spinning the block. I think spinning the block is is an essential piece. But as you mentioned, as long as it isn't detrimental, if it wasn't a definitive. Also, I have spun the block when somebody has been detrimental. But I think that the element that actually matters is what you said. If the relationship or the dating, whatever, it just ended for whatever reason, but it wasn't detrimental. I don't see why you don't spin the block. But a core factor in relationships to spin in the block, in my opinion, is if there was or is a significant change in that individual that you can see. Absolutely. If you're the same person, yeah. just older. Yeah. Red flag. And that's on both sides. Like right. if I'm the same person, what's the reason for me to return back to the situation that we know is going to end the same way? But if I see that I'm a different person and maybe that last argument we had that ended things or that last situation, I can either say that was my fault or I can say I could have communicated that better or nah, that wasn't right. Mm -hmm. That's worth spinning the block. Mm -hmm. Or you can see that that person is not that individual. You're having conversations with them as friends and you realize that they're a different person. That's worth spinning the block. Now, there are people out there that try to make it seem like they change just so Mm -hmm. that they can spin the block. But that's where your self-awareness and your ability to navigate who you are and who that person is. That's where that comes into play. But you did make a differentiation between relationship and dating. So Mm -hmm. in dating, what are the terms of spinning the block? It would have to be ghosting. Ah. I feel like that's a really... Red flagish, rude thing to do when you're dating someone, yeah. when you're trying to get to know someone. And we're not talking about the whole, oh, I was at work and, you know, obviously right, right. you can't just be on your phone all day. Or, um, I don't know, I lost my phone. But we talking like you literally just go, we never spoke again. For like two, four, four, oh, six months. You could kick rocks. Yeah, you can't like, come back. No. Yeah. <laughs> what? Because what I look like. Right. Like. No way. And no I, way. I'm sorry. I'm making my assumptions with ghosting. All the time, this is what I'm going to think. You're ghosting me for somebody else, all right, and that didn't work out, and now you like, oh, wait, but he was kind of cool too. Let me come spin the block on that. Now, I would be more open 
to you spinning the block in that instance if you told me that as opposed to just ghosting me. I don't know. Maybe that might sound weird, but I like the honesty of like, hey, you know, I'm dating multiple people. I'm getting serious with somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this isn't going to work out. And then when that don't work out, like, hey, what's going on, (laughs) big head? (laughs) Not big head. I might be like, what's up? <laughs> I might want to see what's up with that. I'm just not, I'm not going to be as receptive though. If we've just talking and all of a sudden everything is just, all right, no response, no response. And then four months later, you want to hate big head me. No, yeah, get the no. fuck up out of here. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I mean, listen, <laughs> what they say now is it's a sassy man apocalypse going on right now. What is a sassy man though? Because that nah, sass word be thrown around masculine. a lot. They real masculine. They're mm-hmm. high, high in their masculinity energy. Okay. However, they get it mixed up with this whole prize thing. Not to say that men aren't a prize either. Right. You know, they are. But you're not more, more of a prize than I am. Why would I chase you? I could see that. I could see the... Once we start getting to a, a who's a prize conversation... It's already going downhill. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. We're not, we, we're not. We're not doing that because I'm, I'm, I'm not taking you out right. on a date. Right. Like, we, not when you, you're not my man. I get you know, it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not, we're not, we're not doing. I'm not pursuing you in that manner to make right. you feel like more of a man. Right. I should add to that, not make you feel right like a man. You right. know, like. Mm-mm. That's that's not if you're if you're coming to the table on either side of it with a understanding of you have to validate my value in order for this to work. Mm-hmm. It's it's not starting on the right foot. Yep. Like if I'm coming on a date like I right, I'm trying to see if she's going to see what she got in front of her. And if she's coming to the date like, oh, he better recognize who I am. Y'all not starting on the right Yeah, foot. no. Just go home. Yeah, yeah, and that date. Like, <laughs> yeah, and that shit. <laughs> I want to go and know who you are. I'm trying to figure out who right. you are. Like, There's beauty in getting to know somebody, really genuinely getting to know somebody, and sitting in front of someone with no phone, right? no distraction, or some good food in front of you, and just getting to know the person. Right. It's little activity. superficial thing. It got to stop. They got to stop. Niggas be acting too cool for school, and I'm not with it. I'm nah, I get that it. part. Don't come on. I don't know why, why dudes think that that's cool nowadays. Don't go on a date and act like you're not excited to be on a date. Right. Or don't come around me and not be on my body when you was just fiending in my messages. Like, what? Right, right. Yo, you look mad good. Not even. What about, <laughs> what about the ones who don't say nothing, <laughs> but then they text you, you look beautiful. Yo. You looked beautiful today. Yo, I saw you at the, <laughs> I saw you across the street the other day on Canal. You was looking fine. But you ain't come and say it. Why you ain't say hi? Yo, Listen. I love to, love to take you out. No, weirdo. That part. <laughs> weirdo. So we could, with your chest. Yeah, we could be at the table and you text me. Yo, I like that dress you got on. Get Listen. the fuck up out of here. I experienced that too. Across on the a, whole on a, room. No. Oh, I was not. about to say on a date is Hell crazy. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Not mine. <laughs> but just in general, this uh why are you doing that? Why are you moving like that? Mm-mm. Yeah, nah. Let's see. Anything else about spinning the block? 
the relationship mm. spinning the spinning the block. What what's the what's the criteria for that? Um ooh. It would have to be the same thing. If like if the trust was broken, ooh. Like unbearably broken like i can't even see you in that light anymore then it's over for that now you just Definitely. you just you just open a a, a a good door here hold up <laughs> trust gotta be one of the biggest things on the table for me when it comes to relationships in general so i agree 100 percent with you if you did something in the relationship to break my trust I might mess around with you again, but you will never get that version of me mm-hmm. that would want to be in a relationship with you moving forward. And I had an ex where something of that nature happened and they just couldn't understand why back then it was difficult for me to be like, I want to be locked in with you again. Mm-hmm. It was like, yo, I love you. I love spending time with you. I like our dynamic, but I'm telling you right now, we have way more work to do mm-hmm. to get into a relationship again. And I don't want to make it seem like I'm holding you to the standard of the person you were before. Right. But that's not how trust works. Trust doesn't just magically come back together. Like I have to see things. We have to hang out more. We got to do certain things for that trust to be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't understand that. They thought maybe I was like. Holding on to the past. Yeah, or holding on to the past and I think stringing them along. I think Mm. that they thought that that was the case. Even though I did communicate this part. But Mm. I think that when you don't have an understanding of trust or when you're not looking at it from that lens, you're you're not necessarily going to say, oh, I see what that person is saying. Mm -hmm. But trust is such a huge thing. And once it's broken, it's hard for me to get back into a relationship with somebody. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. I agree. All right. So there has been a lot regarding this phrase. I don't know. uh, What do you think we should do with a man going to a woman and saying that phrase? Now, I think that there are different instances where this phrase can be said. Some people look at it as like you're taking a girl on a date and you're like, well, I don't know what we should do. What do you think? And this is the first date. A lot of women despise that Mm. but the other's perspective to look at it from is let's say there is some major plan or idea that you want to do as a couple and the man refers to the woman and says "Hmm, i don't know about that what do you think um i'm assuming that in both instances the conversation right now has been that the phrase itself is just not something women want to hear how do you feel about that when it comes to a first date, I don't want to hear that. Okay. Um, if anything, you need to be asking me, like, what do I like to eat? Right. You know, so you can figure that part out. But it, it just, it's giving low effort. And I feel like it's low-key a, a, a cheat. Mm. You know, you know how, like, um, the boyfriends nowadays, they be like, oh, guess where I'm taking you? And she'll say her favorite place, and then he's yeah. like, <laughs> "I wrote it yeah, down." Yeah, that's where I'm taking because he don't even know, right? You know, um, yeah, it's 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 like that. It's 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 a cheat, you know. Where's where's the effort? 
could it possibly be that some men are just indecisive? And if that is the case, is that still just a turnoff? Yeah. Yeah. Being being indecisive is a low effort thing, period. And if that's just you in general is being indecisive, you don't know left or right. You're mm. really just in the middle. It, it, it comes off as a red flag. Yeah. I mean, it might be a little pink, but <laughs> <laughs> it might be a little pink, but I mean, I don't know. What do you think we should do? Yeah. I mean, I totally understand that perspective. I, as a man, it's funny though, because I don't know if we judge y'all based off of stuff like that. I mean, I never sat back and really thought about anything like that, but I can say that if that did occur where it's like me bringing things to the table and you're just super indecisive about it, that's going to get annoying at yeah. some point. Um, cause I mean, let's be honest here. Not every single date is, is to find and, uh, what is it? Wine and dine me. Right. What if it's something you want to do? Right. Let's go go-kart racing or something, you know? like yeah, I definitely add an element that I want to do to every day. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, like, what do you mean? <laughs> I, that, I don't know. What do you think we should do? Like, you can suggest something that you want to do. If this shit crash and burn, I'm still going to have some fun. That <laughs> <Go> part. <laughs> she a dud. I'm still going to be like, yo, I went go-karting today. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> Come on now. Where's the... It, we we got to have a balance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, if you're going to come with me... uh. Let's just say, not everybody loves SZA, but let's just say I wanted to see SZA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you would come with me, even though you're not the biggest SZA fan. Right. Why I can't go with you go-karting? Right. Yeah, that don't make sense. If we already starting there, once again, you might want to pack that up. <laughs> <laughs> pack that up and put it away. Yeah, I, I'm like, it's interesting to me because men, as far as I know, none of my male friends have ever said, yo... I have heard my male friends be like, yo, she was ditzy, so I stopped dating her. But I've never heard a guy be like, yo, she was real indecisive, so I stopped dating her. Now, I get it, because no matter how much you hold on to gender roles or not, some people uh, are very attached to gender roles. Other people are more fluid about the gender roles. Um, They're still ingrained to some extent, and leadership is one of those things that get attached to men. I oftentimes fight against it because of the actual understanding of leadership does not need a gender um, mm-hmm. attached to it. But um, with that being said, with an understanding that men are supposed to be natural leaders to some extent, I could get how if you're talking to a man and oftentimes it's like, I don't know. That, what do you know? Yeah, yeah that's going <laughs> <laughs> turned up <laughs> that's gonna get annoying as a i don't know what do you what do you want to do and and it the hell you think this is <laughs> i don't know what do you want to do i don't know God. what do you want to do God damn <laughs> not the spongebob <laughs> i don't know spongebob what do you want to do <laughs> not the patrick <laughs> <laughs> that, that does sound crazy though. 
<laughs> hey, babe, I want to take you out tonight. Oh, oh, okay, so what we doing? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what you finna to do. To, what oh you want us gosh. to do? You want to go to dinner? Uh, yeah, what what place are you thinking about? I don't know. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. that that gets a little crazy. Mm. Like you said, say it Let's out loud. Say it all that. Yeah, say it out loud, fellas. Before <laughs> and and just think, just play it out. <laughs> just play it out. That don't that don't sound good. It <laughs> just I don't know in the depth. Um, even if you got to navigate the conversation, if it's like, well, I was thinking about Budokan. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do that. All right, cool. So what are some of the things on your mind? Like, that's where it gets a little bit more okay to start asking the questions. Right, right. But, um, okay, cool. <laughs> Let's see what else I got here on the die. I told y'all it's going to be a long episode. Um, ah, this goes right into a, a, a good building question on the last topic. So what do you look for in a partner? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, let me say this. I'm not looking for a partner. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the things that I would say normally aren't really what it will end up being, if that makes sense. Mm. There's still some fine-tuning within me learning myself and establishing what I need and what I want, knowing that, and then being able to articulate what then I would want and need from someone else. Um, Beautifully said. But I can definitely say things that just won't change for me is respect. That's like number one for me. I've been saying that this whole episode. That's just number one, just respect. And it's not just because you're my man. You got to respect me. It's just a human to human thing. Mm -hmm. That's, That's where I'm at with it. As a person, you're a person. I'm a person. Right. So before we start trying to place like ownerships and titles, you know, on each other, we're still human. Right. You're still entitled to feel how you feel and vice versa. So let me talk to you like a human before, you know, um, but definitely respect a, a respectful person. That's what I look for in a part in a partner. Um, someone who is honest. Honest, just a naturally honest person. Um, they're not very, uh, shut off. You know, I understand there's a difference between being closed off mm-hmm. and being private, right. you know, um, even with as much as I share with like social media or, you know, with people that I meet, you know, there's still a certain level of privacy that I keep to myself. So I wouldn't want someone to just be all willy nilly with their life. And just blabber mouth about everything right, right, right. going on with them. Um, uh, he has to be good with kids. Okay. That's definitely top of the list. Because, um, I mean, mine's are a handful. They're, they're, <laughs> they're kids. They're going to do what kids do. Right. Um, so that that's really, really important for me. And um, he has to be romantic. Mm. He has to be romantic. I think... That's that's the new thing. I, I want to tap back into my soft girl era in um, harnessing my femininity, femininity. There we go. Um, and being softer, you know, because I, I play the like the mom and dad role, you know, take mm-hmm. care of these kids. I want to be a little softer, mm-hmm. you know, so I need I need a guy that's more in touch with his romantic side and not having to explain 
things too much or ask too many questions. He got to mm-hmm. be observant. Read the room. Feel it out. You know, he can decipher what needs to be done, what's missing, what right. you can do. Insert yourself without having to be asked to. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just a little, a little bit of a little old school in me. Right? I just... Assertiveness I, is, is, is definitely an interesting one. But it's touchy because I dated someone who was very assertive. What he says is it. Mm-hmm. If he says, I don't do that, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's just him as a person. Cool. But then when it comes to other things, are you bendable? Right. You know, are you able to hear me out or are you just stuck on, on you? you? You know, you, you got to have a little bit of flexibility here in order to hear me out. Because um, I don't want to feel like, you know, what I'm saying or how I feel don't matter. Right. And that's like a big, big, big turn off to me. You know, he not only do you have to be a good speaker, but you got to be a good listener. Right. But I need you to listen to hear. Right. Not listen to respond. Right. You know, so, you know, there's a really big difference there because it's easy for someone to just hear you and for you to go back and forth. But you're not really hearing each other. Right. I don't. Everybody's just trying to prove a point. Yeah. I'm not interested in that. And another big thing for me would have to be. Pride and ego mm-hmm. can't be through the roof. Mm-hmm. A little bit of humility yeah. there. I feel like with my past dating experiences, nine times out of ten, I found myself saying the same things over and over again. Your pride and your ego will be the death of you. Do you find yourself or have you found yourself in the past attached to people with big egos? Mm-hmm. Like, there's is that part of it? Yeah, because there's something in me where... Mine's is a little high too. I'm a Capricorn, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm always there with it. So I need me a guy that's there with it too. Right. But when it comes to your partner, now you got to learn how to level that out. Right. And more times than not, they don't know how to level that out. And I can't. I'm not gonna fight with your ego. You right. feel like that's what it is? Okay. Right. You got it. Cool. I'm not. I'm not gonna Salute. compete with that. Mm-mm. I don't got the time or the energy. Mm-mm. So. All right, I'm going to be superficial here. I'm going to ask you to rank <laughs> these attributes. Um, physical in a, in a partner. So which are the top ones? Let's, let's go with top three for you. And you kind of mentioned them a little bit, but the categories are physical, like their physical appearance. Is that important? Them being a resource, their character, emotional intelligence, the chemistry that you guys have, the status that they have, or the money. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, forget this three. I got I gotta, <laughs> I gotta just I gotta give the rank. I gotta give okay. the rank. Um based on what you gave me, mm-hmm. that's what we're gonna say. Yeah, just, just these categories. Um hmm. character has to be first. Mm-hmm. Because not only does that say a lot about who you are, it says a lot about who you are to other people, mm-hmm. including me. And that's really important to me. Um, uh, second, I would have to say physical. Okay. I would have to say physical, not in the 
if you dress good and you you know you look good like right. that but if you take pride and care of yourself that says a lot about you right. which also says a lot about how you will not necessarily take care of me but if you're that determined and you're that um yeah i guess you know determined and and um jesus what's the word uh you're really grounded with your appearance because you want to be perceived a certain way because you're about your business that says a lot right you know and i'm i'm one of those people and it's not for a show it's because if i look good i feel good right anybody would that makes sense you know so if you could take care of yourself you're good um no i would put emotional intelligence before before that. that that would have to be second Absolutely. Because someone who is not emotionally intelligent, boy, you would feel like you banging your head on a brick wall. I have felt like that. Like, I wanted to pull my mother freaking hair out. Like, bro, did, isn't that what I just said? <laughs> did you not hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? She turned into a 66-year-old grandmama. <laughs> didn't that what I just said? <laughs> Like, did you do you speak English? Is it English? Did, did you hear English? Is that or, the problem? Because now I, I'm thinking it's it's it's, it's a, a language thing because you're not, not hearing a language barrier. Come on now, within the relationship, that, that emotional intelligence thing is very key. Like it's so important. Like we could laugh about it now, but on the real, that's really important because that that sets the tone for the chemistry you're even gonna mm-hmm. have. If I feel like you just, ugh, you're not really in tune or you don't really care about things like that. That's not even in your conversation or you don't even know how to say how you feel. Where are we going with this? Yeah. How are we ever going to come to a, a solution? I, I can't deal with things like that. Absolutely not. So emotional intelligence and then probably the, the physical. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then maybe status but money would probably be like if not the last close to the last i gotta say your memory is stellar yeah (laughs) i don't know how you remember all those things (laughs) um yeah for me i would say character gotta be up there um physical is somewhere up there but i would say character emotional intelligence then maybe physical then chemistry uh, and status and money would be the last two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I'm a, I think I'm a sapiosexual person. Really? I think so. So, do you feel like you're most attracted to intelligence? Mm-hmm. Whether it's about the world, life, or I don't know, tech. Like, oh, he's smart. Mm-hmm. I love that. Somebody who's smart. So I'm going to ask a silly ass question, but I actually am interested in it. Mm-hmm. What like does a actual physical change happen in that per the way you perceive that person once their intelligence starts to manifest more? Like when we meet people and they don't open their mouth. We just getting what we see. Mm-hmm. So on that level, I feel like someone can be attractive or unattractive. 
let's say you meet someone and like physically they're not necessarily your type mm-hmm. but then they open their mouth and it's like oh shit like this mm-hmm. motherfucker is spitting do they physically start to like look a little different or um, no okay they're still ugly but <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but you you still you no. Okay, so the physical doesn't, but something uh, else happens to you. I'm trying to think. Like I don't I don't want to sound really shallow about it, but like if I'm not physically attracted to you, mm-hmm. That next step doesn't even happen. Right. Got it. You know, even like just off the me walking down the street type of thing. If you just, you looking crazy. I'm not even going to give you, you know, the time. You didn't even care about how you put together and you. So like as a sapiosexual, then a six can go to an eight based off of them being smart. But it's not necessarily that you're not attracted to them at all. And then you can become attracted. Yeah, It's not like I'm dating a two. And in my head, he's a 10 he's because a, he's just intellectually yeah, inclined. I got you. No, okay. He already not. starting off within the, the acceptable range. Right. <laughs> I, I need to feel like, oh, he fine. And he's smart. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. That's the energy. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's the vibe. You, you can get me through conversation like that and not just talk about some real flatline, regular, yeah. you know, you really... Into, you don't have to even know what's going on in, I don't know, India or whatever across right. the world. But just the fact that you're able to speak right. and articulate very well and you smart about something. you, I love it. Okay. Love that it. makes sense. Because I'm like, all right. Because nah. I could talk. I could talk. I'm telling you, I can talk. And I don't want to be the only one talking. Right. I want to listen. If you could get me to be like... <laughs> I'm listening. Not the look. I'm listening. What you said? What's it called? What? So what's up? You plug it in where? Oh, okay. Can you show me? I want to learn. Can I read it too? (laughs) She got this down pat. (laughs) (laughs) You dangerous. I'm telling you, I'm learning what I like. Yeah, you're dangerous. (laughs) I could tell. Another person who's dangerous is Blueface. So he decided to go all over social media and talk about an alleged sexual encounter with uh, Meg Thee Stallion. Now, I'm not going too far into that because I feel like that's corny as hell. That part. But it seems to be a pattern with men. Have you been experiencing or have you been hearing more stories about men kind of being kissing and telling? Because that used to be a taboo thing. Mm, I've experienced that before. I don't know if that's a thing now because... I'm not that accessible like that, but uh, I've experienced that once. Where they they just had to let it be known, like, yeah, I was, you know I mean? That was mine. Yeah. I mean. How did you feel about that? It depends on the situation, though. I mean, in a general standpoint, I think it's corny, though. I totally agree with you on that. Because it's like, what do you think you're getting out of that? Cool points? You know, it just is weird. It's, it's really weird. Um, don't nobody need to know all of that. Don't right. nobody really care. Right. Um, yeah. But for me personally and my experience with it. 
it I guess it is a little weird. Did you did you it confront them weird. about it? Um Did I? I think so. Yeah, I did. I did. And how, I did. How'd that conversation go? The person says, you like that. And I'm like, wait, what? Why would I like that? Like, you don't need to, you don't need to say nothing. Yeah. Like, what's the point? What's really the, the, the point? Yeah, like, what's the end goal with this? Because I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even that girl. Like, you making, you making things sloppy. That's real clean cut. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you had your chance and that's just that on that. Right. So you making it seem like, oh yeah, she, she let me in. Like, I'm not even that round away block. Right. Not a girl. Right. Like, right. right. So yeah, you, it's, you, it's weird. You paint a picture that don't exist. Right. With, with this. That part. Yeah. And what's the point of you doing it? Because it makes everybody, whether we care about like what people are doing or not, it's making everybody in the situation look goofy. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes you as the man look goofy that you even feel like it's worth you trying to, like, are you trying to get status from saying, yo, I was able to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That one right there. You see? Yeah, y'all all like her. Yeah, I had mm-hmm. that. Like, are you trying to get a status symbol off of that? And I feel like at the same time, you could potentially, not in the sense of in an actuality, but the way you are sloppy about this could make that individual then look sloppy too. Yeah. So now you devalue her to some extent yeah. because you're making it seem like she's sloppy and she's, that's how I got, like, that's how it felt when I was listening to the Meg Thee Stallion, when he was saying it, mm-hmm. it was like, yo, you're, you're, you saying and talking about this is putting a stain on her mm-hmm. uh, intentionally, unintentionally, because you're making it seem like you was just able to. Yeah, Yo, I was just here and I I'm, could get it easy. I'm not going to hold you. And I'm a huge Meg fan. I love her. But knowing that kind of like him. Right. Right. You know, like <laughs> it becomes one of those like for real. You let that. Not him. Not the blue face. Not the blue face. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That actually brings me to the next point, which is. He said it happened right after she got shot. Um, mm. Is there something to sexual access and mental state? Do you feel like when there are a lot of things maybe going on in a person's life, they try to validate themselves through like sexual access, letting other people either have access to them or uh, attempting to gain access sexually of others? Because that's kind of the correlation i'm getting here is she just went through something traumatic mm-hmm. and all these other dudes now you know you had the baby saying that he was able to to hit and then now you having Blueface saying oh yeah right after she got shot you know i was able to to get a piece or whatever all of this alleged all of it nasty and disgusting but it does bring up the conversation about being in a space where maybe some recent trauma or something happened and then Sexual access. They do say that there is a correlation sometimes, but I would like to know what your thoughts are on on that. Um, I definitely agree. There is some correlation. I know that there are people that do do that. Um, because they 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 just need that. Obviously, something is missing. 
something is is shaky and sometimes the person may just need to feel something mm-hmm. and that's just mm. the instead of dealing with the issue this is how i'm going about it i want to feel something just not that and that's the route that they end up going about it that that is the piece that's the piece right there the wanting to feel something um whether that is like company warmth um even the validation of like all right like i i'm feeling worthless right now but if this person is allowing me this type of access now i feel like i'm worth something uh it's that's so super deep and it's so i think it like when you think about it from that level it's kind of scary like when you end up having a sexual experience with somebody you don't necessarily know when you talk about demons and and soul ties and Mm -hmm. things of that nature i think that's really what the manifestation of that is you don't know what that person is mentally going through and is going to mentally bring into your life Mm -hmm. now that you've allowed that vulnerability with them because once they get that access a lot of people then take that to mean that they have total access of you and that could be trauma dumping um that could mean that there's jealousy now that could mean that they feel way more comfortable than they did before they realized they had that type of access and if they're going through certain traumas that is coming with them Mm -hmm. that's a deep deep way of thinking about like sexual experiences and of course being with someone like Blueface, (laughs) because now your shit is all over the fucking internet if it was true um and you got to be careful that's why i say you have to sit with yourself it is not easy it's easier said than done but you have to sit with yourself sometimes when you're going through something because you end up having these low low vibrational experiences that could have been avoided right you know but it's all in the power of your hands so if you're not gonna have that willpower to really tap in with yourself and harness everything you got going on within you. That's, that's a hard road to, to go, go for. Well, that road leads us directly to Suki and, uh, Suki's little breakdown on, uh, I don't know what show that was, but they posted the clip Mm -hmm. and essentially within the clip, she was focused on the fact that everyone is judging her based off of her past and being judged off of her past is not allowing her to become the star that she thinks she is as well as um, it's not allowing her to move past her mistakes. My only problem with that is you was just on the red carpet at the MTV or black carpet, whatever color carpet it was shaking ass. And if that is what you're saying, people is holding you to, I don't know. It's not your past. It was yesterday. <laughs> okay. They holding you to the yesterday. Hey, that ain't necessarily considered your past. That is my only problem with what Suki is saying. Other than that, I do think there's a broader conversation of like, how long do you hold somebody to their past self? Mm-hmm. Somebody you met at 20 years old and now y'all 28, y'all 30, whatever. Are you still holding them to the type of person they were when they were 20? Like, what is the cutoff? Mm. 
I don't think I don't think there's a legitimate time frame on that, but I do think that once you see consistency mm-hmm. and you see that not only are they saying that they're this person, but that their life is showing mm-hmm. that they're that person, then that's that's a good indicator right there that right. there's there's some type of real genuine change there. Mm-hmm. You know, I've actually experienced that um in in uh my last relationship where um i didn't do the 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 right thing at one point in time and i felt like you know i did everything that i could to fix it and to mend that correct it uh take accountability um really check myself you know it really made me feel low mm. you know not that it's like the worst in the world but I don't, I don't do people like that. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Like what made me, you know, you gotta, you gotta check that. But then now there's this narrative around you right. that this is what you did. So is this what you do? Right. And you know, it, there's no room to allow for growth. And that sucks because you could totally not be in that space. You don't even think like that. You don't even move like that. Your circle, not even formed to even move like that. Mm. So you don't even, Pray in the same spaces that those actions would even take place. So it's like, dang, like I do have the right to grow. Right. I do have the right to learn and hold myself to it. I've grown to be comfortable enough to speak about it. Right. You know, um, and not be not feel guilty anymore. Mm. You know, like, yes, I did that and I'm not proud of it. But I did do that, and I understand that that was not a good decision. And trust and guilt are so impactful to a relationship. Mm -hmm. If your partner constantly feels guilty about something, like you said, it shrinks them. Mm -hmm. They don't feel like they can grow outside of this cage of, you know, I'm guilty about this, and allowing that space for someone to feel like, yo, we have moved past it. Mm-hmm. It is not affecting us moving forward, and we need to make that known. Like, I was hurt by this. This happened. Mm-hmm. We put it away, though. So let's have a fresh start. That's such an important thing in relationships, and it's not easy to do at all. Mm-hmm. Like, because that that takes that person feeling like that that is true, and it takes you doing actions that prove that that is true. Because in the back of that person's mind, for a long period of time, they are going to feel guilty and they are going to hold on to it. But it only gets exacerbated if you continue to bring them back to that. Right. Well, this is just like last time. Yeah. Or, you know, you did this one thing, but you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, I got to I gotta act like this now because you did this last time. So it's yeah. a compiling effect as opposed to that chapter's closed. Yep. We started a new one mm-hmm. and we're trying to navigate through the new chapter. Um, so that that's a really, really important yeah. component. And I guess that makes me think about what how much weight such someone's past really hold. I wouldn't say the whole hundred, but definitely like a good 40. OK, because I mean, you got to think about it. Everybody makes mistakes. Right. However, a pattern is a pattern. Mm. So. If this is something that you're consistently doing over and over again, there's no inkling. There's no start 
there's no nothing, no effort or anything to you growing or changing as a person, then that is who you are. I like that. So that's not your past no more. That's who you are. Right. But if somebody's going to hold that to you from that point and going forward, right. all the efforts that you're going to make to being that better person is literally going to just go overhead right. because that's just where their mind is. If that pattern ended a year ago and it's been a, a year in between that, how are you still holding me to that, right. that, to that same pattern? Mm-hmm. See, his getting deep on this episode of Dad Has a Bow Ties. <laughs> Let's uh, shout out to Hard or Soft Podcast. They had an interesting debate um, that they put a clip out about. Let's touch on this a little bit, and we we getting we getting close to the end of this episode. I was enjoying it so much though. Me so too. let's see what they had to say. Hopefully, my internet don't want to act personality up. Personality ain't really that dope. Is good pussy worth corny whack personality? I can do good pussy and maybe <laughs> personality to a certain extent. Oh yeah, that's whack. But I can't do good per. I can't do good personality and corny personality. I don't think I could do it. What if you? She got some amazing, amazing, amazing box. But y'all don't get along. Is it worth suffering through the don't get along to get to the amazing box? Is it worth it? No. But have I done it? Yes. I did it for so long. And it was literally so fire. And she was such a bad person. I with the dip, though. I couldn't. Because the shit was so tough. And I was in a fucking wormhole. I feel like I was in a fucking washing machine just spinning and spinning and spinning. You ever argue? And after, after that, she going crazy. She just sitting there like, yo, I hate this. Uh, how about i said say sorry she just sat on me i said that works crazy <laughs> that worked and i took it like a crazy. Ass crazy. <laughs> so naturally i have questions about toxicity um have you stayed in something toxic because the mean was good no i don't think i have either Mm-mm, not toxic I've I've done it with someone that I knew I I knew wasn't in it for the long haul. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah, that's not toxic. That's just making a conscious decision. Yeah. That's just knowing what time everybody's yeah. on. <laughs> Wrap this up by Tuesday. Right. <laughs> we know this is this is done by Tuesday. I understand. Yep. Um, I haven't done it either. I've. Okay, I have to bend that a little bit. There was one individual where it was like, they weren't a bad person, but I just knew they weren't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the sex was was decent enough to keep me, you know, knowing that this is not for me. But if you call me at three, I'm a pop up. <laughs> I'm I'm showing up <laughs> on the highway. Um, but yeah, not never for anything toxic now i have stayed and we spoke about this earlier i have stayed based off of potential oh yeah in something toxic super guilty for that i've been in something toxic because of potential like thinking the potential will manifest at some point in time but never for sex like i I, it amazes me that people like actually say sex has that much influence and power over them Mm -hmm. within a relationship dynamic where they're so willing to let character flaws go just to get some sex at the end of it. I that that's kind of weird to me to Listen, be honest. There's 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 two sides of this. There's the whew, There's the side where like my homegirls used to say like, "Oh girl, that was your boo." And I'm like, "You? 
Like, <laughs> could nobody tell me nothing about that man? Like, mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm going to go over there, too. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. But at some point, it's kind of just like, hell no. Nah. Because for what? You know, it's like in the moment, it's all cool. But then when you leave, you're not feeling how you want to feel. Yeah. It's, it's just like, nah, it's dead. Then now, um, you really see the impact in not sleeping with someone when, how do I say this? I've had an experience where we actually stopped sleeping together for a total different reason. Mm-hmm. And that's when I actually started to really meet that person. Mm. Like, now you looking a little different. Yeah. Yeah, aftercare game was good. That <laughs> It blinded me. Like, yeah. But now yeah. you looking a little, a little different really, in the light. You really get to know someone once you stop sleeping with them. They turn the lights on at the club. <laughs> <laughs> they turn the lights on at the club. And you, got, you got a damn. Listen. I was dancing with that all night? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. But not not even like in a physical sense. No, 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 really no mentally. Just like yeah. in a, a mental state. It's like, ugh. And then here's that thing. Because then now, you're not getting me here. <laughs> so you're not right. getting there. Right, right, like, right, right. <laughs> I'm like, ew, that's how you think? Like, that's what you put in your brain? That That's the idea you just formed? Right. You, you're proud of that? That That's the conclusion <laughs> yeah, that you came you're with? You're proud of that goes crazy. <laughs> Yo, that's asking, your argument. Asking somebody they're proud of their thought process <laughs> is wild. You're standing on that? You proud of that? <laughs> you good with that one? All right. After everything I just said, that's the... Co- that's okay. what you wrapped up? That's cool. what you put together? Cool. Heard it. Nah, Ooh. that's really... A hundred percent. That's the ick right there. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Nah, I, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't find myself. Like I've dated people who have had nasty personalities. I'm not saying that I haven't. True. Um, but again, the thing that kept me there was more so the potential of what I thought was there or I thought was going to happen when I'm pissed off or, I've received attitude from somebody. I'm turned off. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to do anything mm-hmm. with you. I have a homeboy that's like that, too. So, like, to me, it's a really different... Especially, like, I had a I had partners before where it's like, nah, they wanted to do like that, yo, we angry at e- each other's sex. And I'm like, that don't work for me. Yeah, I'm not that person. You I'm, I'm not that, that yeah. Mm-mm. If I'm angry at you, I don't want to see you. Right. <laughs> One of us is leaving. It's me and you. <laughs> that part. I don't know what you want I'm from this. But person. nah, I'm not now sitting there looking at you like, I can't wait to, nah, I can't wait to leave. That's <laughs> what I can't wait for. <laughs> I can't wait what to go. What is the arousal, arousal behind that? I don't understand that. Nah. It, it, I've experienced that. It's like, you mad, and so I was like, it makes me want you more. Why? Yeah, therapy. <laughs> See the lady. Okay. See the lady. I need you to see the Play lady. On that. See the lady. Yeah, I need you to see the lady. What? Because if that's what's doing it for you, there's some deep trauma okay, there. Because then now, let's take it a step forward. Because then now, if I give you that access, and now you going ham, and now you hurting me, you proud of that too? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Got all my aggression yeah. out. Yeah. What? The see, lady. I'm going to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Muay Thai. <laughs> hey, karate. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the gym and lift a weight. Yeah, do something God. better. And then come back. Because I, I ain't going to hold you. I put it up there earlier. That that workout, Twang B. 
It'd be alright. That one. That that post workout, you know what I mean? Everybody a little sweaty. You know what I mean? I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> I'm just, say. I'm just saying, <laughs> that's me. But um, <laughs> you did bring up friends and and influence in the previous conversation, and I wanted to dive into that as well because, like, how much influence do your friends have on your relationship or your relationship choices? I feel like it used to hold a good amount of weight. Mm-hmm. Because I know that of my bunch of friends, I'm the most bendable. Okay. All my girls are Virgos <laughs> or Capricorn. That's just it. So they're very like, oh no, because mm-hmm. no, right. just because no. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but you know, <laughs> no, because no is crazy. Like, then maybe and then like bitch no yeah because no yeah no turn around so it's like that used to like hold a weight until i i've learned to have that same standard for myself okay you know so they don't got to set that bar for me or check me for me type of thing but um i can say that I've experienced that from the opposite side for sure. Um, what you mean? Meaning I'm the person that's under the hot seat. Okay. With that friend to friend relationship. If okay. That makes sense. Um, where it's like you, you're going to let what everybody else is saying Kind of infiltrate how you feel and what you thinking when you hear in real life. You see what it is. Right. How are you going to let that dictate where we go and how we move in going mm. forward? Or how, how you feel or how you think about me? Like, that's not fair. So it's definitely not a good space to be in. Hence, my whole take on the whole, like, allow me to grow. Right. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes all the time. I... It's inevitable at this point. We're not going to be silly because we grown and right. we, we know better. Right. We're not going to just intentionally make bad decisions. But right. sometimes we can get caught up and have bad judgment. Right. And do some things that may come off as a, a miss of character that really ain't even us. Right. You know, and really probably not even have a great enough explanation for it all. It be happening. That's it. Right. <laughs> That's all I got for you. But <laughs> the fact that you can come forward from that can you know can say a lot but if their friends is gonna have a lot or not even just their friend or family or anyone from the outside have the influence to can, just halt that yeah it's it's gonna shift the whole dynamic the friend group relationship influence is it's so tricky to me because like distinguished for instance is very protective of me mm-hmm. and he does not like 90% of the people that I've either dated or thought about dating. That's or he, my friends. <laughs> he knows that I've dated. Um, if he likes you, it's like a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yep. But with that, I have to also take into account that that is his stance often. And it may come from an emotional place at times, or it may come from a place 
that isn't fair to that individual. So I have to take some of his things with a grain of salt. Like I can't mm. take all of the criticisms that he may have about that individual to heart and then be like, damn, you know, I shouldn't be dealing with this person. I have to be like, all right, well, he's at a 10 with this. Let me chop it down to like a four about what he's seeing about this individual. Mm-hmm. He's not wrong, mm-hmm. but it may not be as extreme as he's making it. So let right. me let me navigate that a little bit more. But I do think that there is value in people seeing things from the outside. I hate hearing when people are like, oh, you from the outside of my relationship, so you don't know the ins and outs, like you have no opinion or you shouldn't. In some instances, sure. But in other instances, it's like me having that outside look is something that is actually of value to you because what I'm seeing from the outside doesn't look good. Right. And it's non-biased. Right. Right. I'm seeing something that you can't see Mm -hmm. because you got blinders on because you like this individual. You may not intentionally be doing it, but you're not seeing what I see. Trust me. Some of the stuff they doing sus. Right. Like, take my word for it. I've been your friend for X, Y, Z amount of years. Mm -hmm. Like, take some of that. So that aspect of things is like a. Goes back to the self-awareness conversation. You have to be aware enough to know how much of whatever someone is saying to you. You need to apply versus you need to let fly. Mm-hmm. Um, the final thing I wanted to touch on is Jay-Z was walking minding his business and a man mm-hmm. decided to pull out his camera and tell Jay-Z that he would rather take the 500K than dinner with Jay-Z. <laughs> now, I'm not too sure what reaction he thought was going to come from that um, or what he thought he was doing, but... I just feel like clout is one hell of a drug. People do anything to see if they could get a moment mm-hmm. for social media. And I don't know what even allowed you to have that much proximity to Jay-Z, but I damn sure know you probably ain't getting it again because of that stupid foolishness. What did you think? What like what did you think you were gonna get from that? Right. He was so unbothered. Yeah, he was like okay. okay. Like you was never gonna get the dinner or the five honey. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we even have it? Yo, Jay, I'm, I'm going to take the 500. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, so we we are coming to the close of the episode. And traditionally, we do something called What Would Dad Say? Which is like a final thought from me. And Distinguish does something called The Tough Knot. But we're going to have Keys Kickback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have a final thought for the people before we wrap up? Um, yeah, work on yourself. Mm. That's just really where I'm at with it right now. Um, working on yourself mentally, emotionally, financially, spiritually. Work on yourself. And to not try not to have control over everything and just allow if you're religious or, you know, whatever, allow God to just do his work. Mm -hmm. That's, that's just the best thing you can do. Just save yourself the anxiety, the stress, all of that. And just focus on what you can control. Do what makes you happy. Beautifully said. What would dad say? Um, I think dad would say, and I would take this time to just highlight the amazing individual you are and the fact that you have been glowing 
and like you can tell that you've done whatever inner work that you've been focused on, you have accomplished some of those goals. You can tell that by just being in your presence and the light that you bring um, in conversation. So mentally, physically, you look amazing. Um, spiritually, you got a glow around you as well. And I think that that is important. And why I highlight that for the broader um, conversation and for the broader public is when you actually do the work where you go to the gym, when you say, you know, listen, I want to get this type of body. When you start to do the studying because you're like, yo, I want to get this type of grade or I want to get this type of understanding of life or I need to switch gears in terms of my profession and you start to do the work. That is when the glow comes. The glow is not going to come before that. And so if that is what you are intentionally trying to do and you want for yourself, it doesn't it's not a bad thing that you might have to take a little hit or you might have to take some time to build back up. You're going to have to be torn apart to build yourself back up in the way that you want. And so if you really want to be one of those people that just walk in the room and everybody just knows who you are just by how you hold yourself. You got to do that work. Mm-hmm. Another episode of Dad Has a Bow Ties.